You're tuned into Office Hours for now. Broadcasting live from the town of the crowd. The sneaker savant, breaking down the saga tough. Distribution and creation of the prize we lust. The reasoning behind why sneakerheads can find it tough. To try to find a pair, not kind of fair, it's life and thus. Applying your research to track down Oz's wizard. Artificial scarcity making the fucking bitter. We love shoes, but the game changed so fast. I miss the days of rocking my Nike Moabs. Don't ask. Trust the reseller platforms. Now those who love kicks are holding hats torn. The game changed and the feeling felt that scorn. But wonder stocks running off with some facts form. So tune in to the Office Hours podcast to follow up on all that passion, not that hot trash. You were tuned in to Office Hours. Subscribe, like, share, review, and all that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to... <clears throat> sorry, sorry, I had something in my throat. Welcome to another episode of Office Hours with the Sneaker Savant. Topics may include, but are not limited to, Astroworld, Travis Scott and his corporate endorsements, as well as potential Skechers collabs. Awesome, awesome. How are you today, man? What's up? Uh, I'm okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's not waste any time then. Yeah, so, I'm uh, similar though. It sounds like you're feeling kind of similar. Yeah, I'm just, uh, just really, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, just that, that kind of droning old man noise. It, and it feels, it almost feels cyclical, doesn't it? Yeah, it's just when when the season changes around here, I get all shitty. I don't know. I, I feel like we've we've all been kind of on a little bit of a roller coaster here with the, our feelings on everything that we're doing. And I agree. I don't know if we're alone in this. I don't know. But like one day, you know, I feel like I got a million things to talk about, and then the next day, I feel like I got nothing to talk about. Yeah, I, I feel very, very similarly, man. I'm just like. I, I keep hitting a wall when it comes to, you know, trying to keep to, I don't know, our sneaker shit. I'm just like, it's great. And I, I love shoes and all that, but we kind of ran the course of topics. Like how many times are we going to talk about Jordan? There's a million different topics to get into, but it's also, I wonder if our brains are just getting overloaded with this stuff. And it's, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I look at those guys like the sneak disc. You, you, you ever see the sneak disc podcast guys? No, I, I never. The only, the only other like sneaker type podcast I did that's not ours was I listened to the complex one like twice. Yeah, the complex one is interesting because it's just I mean, I, I don't know if I should say interesting, but, it, you know, it's just those guys and their friends and they just talk for like the first 45 minutes and then they bring someone on for like 15 minutes. And it's <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. They talk about like their weight, their weightlifting regimens and stuff like that. And I, I don't I don't know. That's. <laughs> But no, sorry, the sneak this guys, these guys, they, 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 they've been doing this for like two years now, I think, or I've only known about them for two years. And every week they put like a three to four hour episode out and they do a lot of editing and they do a lot of, um, they do a video. I'm just, I'm constantly amazed at how much, uh, stuff those guys can put out, you know, and they talk about all kinds of different shit. They, they've given us a few shout outs before, um, you know, with the cards and whatnot. And I got into it with um, one of the guys one time on one of my posts, but I don't know. I, I'm, I, it's so, it, it's so weird. It's unlike anything I, I think I've experienced in this um, hobby or whatever you want to call it. It's just like, it's total fucking immersion one day. And then it's like total, like, get the fuck away from me the next day. <laughs> right. Just completely burnt on it. So anybody that's not, um, 
keeping up as as well as they should with the two of us. Savant has been putting out this Substack newsletter like pretty much weekly, and and the lately he's been doing a uh, a sneaker hangover like this the sneaker hangover series, and it's seven emails long so far. That's I think that's where we're all we're all getting to is just kind of a sneaker hangover. Uh, I I'm certainly feeling that way, and you know, like yesterday. Okay, so the whatnot thing, like I was getting a little bit. I got a little bit annoyed with the whatnot thing and it wasn't their fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. It was just, I noticed like I'm putting a lot of time and effort into it, you know, with my friends, I'm driving down to San Francisco. I got, you know, my best friend that I talked to on there really. Um, and it's just, he's like my best sneaker friend. We, we, we could talk about anything sneakers for forever. Um, yeah. And uh, so we're doing these streams and then I, I see it, you know, a couple other streams that I don't, I mean, you know, not really, taking shots here, but I just don't feel like they were, there is quality. And I saw these dudes sell like $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 mystery boxes. What? And I'm like, yo, I can't even get a fucking $350 mystery box sold with a, you know, guaranteed $500 win in there. Like it just, it blew my fucking mind. And I was just like, I was just like, I don't even want to do this. I mean, this is embarrassing. Like here I am yeah. struggling to struggling to pull together, you know, 3K per stream. And these guys are, are, are selling 40, 50K per fucking stream. And then I said, you know, I mentioned that to my dude at um at Redwood, and he's like, Yeah, but that's that's a different thing. They're doing a whole different thing. They're doing all, you know, the hype stuff, and you have to have access to all that hype stuff. And I mean, you guys are doing sneakers and you're getting people good deals. Like what that's a portion of this market too. Right, right. You guys ne- aren't necessarily colliding. Right. And it, you know, it made me think of like, like the JCs and, 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 you know, the super huge influencers. And then there's little old me in the corner, you know, twiddling my thumbs, trying to, you know, rub a couple quarters together to make a dollar. And <laughs> right. You got your pair of waffle racers on and that's about it. Yeah. I mean, funny enough, somebody won a pair of waffle racers last night, but, um, <laughs> yeah. but it was just, it, it was like, I pushed off the stream. I'm like, I ain't going to fucking do it this weekend. And then last night we did it, me and my buddy. And it was like, I had to just think through some shit and we did it. And we had a fucking blast. And I think a lot of people had a lot of fun on the stream last night. And it gave me some more energy again. But then I woke up and I looked at my Instagram and I'm just like, again. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I, I go through days, weeks where I just, I don't feel like posting shit, but. You know, this story, like you were just talking about the Substack thing, that this this actually came from a, a post I made a little while back about just how, you know, 3,000, 13,000 different fucking colorways of the Jordan 1. Like, at what point do we stop getting hyped up about this stuff? And, and it, you know, because there's new kids and there's constantly people being born and growing into this stuff, it, it just feels like it's never going to end, right? I mean, maybe it will. Maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I did see something the other day that you know it was some article like trying to assert that sneakerheads are 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 moving into more formal wear and and I was just thinking no they're fucking not what kind of shit is that dumb I think they are I think that okay so tell me what you think sorry oh no that's that's fine I I think that I think that we're at least we're stepping a little closer to formal wear if you look at the let's let's take Jerry Lorenzo and his fifth collection was so streetwear. It was sleeveless hoodies and huge bulky shit and, you know, the longest drawstrings you've ever seen on joggers. Mm-hmm. And 
his his sixth and seventh collection was way more formal it was way more muted it wasn't it wasn't out there kind of like um the the era of when the fear of god ones came out and then you also have brands like fugazi just dropped a loafer shit sold out and i think we're just getting we're getting closer i don't think it's going to be like a huge thing where you see everybody in a new gucci suit i mean i the thing i i think that we got to think about right is that i don't know i, I kind of got called out on this the other day by um sneaker galactus right just saying the word sneakerhead it it sneakerhead can mean 10 million fucking different things right? yes that's interpretable definitely it, it's an extremely broad term right like i would say i'm a sneakerhead you would probably say you're a sneakerhead or maybe not yeah. I, I don't know I, yeah, I'd use that word. It's 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 the most easily recognizable and culturally significant word to describe somebody who has too many sneakers. <laughs> Definitely somebody who has too many sneakers, but also like, is it somebody who just, is it somebody who deals in sneakers? Is it somebody who sells sneakers? Is it somebody who buys? Is it somebody who does this, who does that? And I think, okay, so there's definitely a element of uh, sneakerhead as a trend trend follower. Yes. Right. And sure. I mean, maybe they're moving into formal wear. And uh, to be honest, I could give a fuck less what what they're doing. <laughs> you know. But I mean, it's I guess it's good for the rest of us because they're moving on, maybe, and taking their you know their endless pockets with them. Whereas the rest of us who are um, you know like sneakerheads in the sense that I mean kind of like people who just think about sneakers all the time, they have no interest in any kind of formal wear whatsoever, right? Maybe more muted stuff, maybe more uh, interesting, um, I don't know, crossovers, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like, sure. shit, like I, I used to, I mean, I used to be all up, all about my fucking hard bottoms when I worked on Wall Street. Like I, I would go to specialty shops in, <laughs> in London to get, you know, the right hard bottoms. But I mean, like that was a, that was a function of the circumstance. Right, right. It wasn't because I was like, oh, I'm going to start wearing fucking loafers to, you know, to my buddy's house. Right. It it's was like, like, man, I love these loafers. I just can't, I can't wait to wear them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it <laughs> definitely was not that. I, I actually saw some dude thrifting the other day and he was, he was wearing like a, a NASCAR hat and a really big, um, like a really long earring and like a cardigan and some warm up pants and then some red. They look like fucking red Rockport loafers. What and the fuck? Well, I was just thinking, is this the way that it's going? And uh, I, I don't know, man. It I, to me, like, no sneakerheads. They like sneakers for a reason. They like sneakers because they're attached to the street, right? And street culture. It we've talked about this many times. It could be anything. It could be skateboarding. It could be uh, you know basketball could be running it could be hip-hop it could be you know punk rock it could be all these things but none of those fucking things have anything to do with uh more formal wear right you know it's it's the street like it's it's meant to be comfortable so i think the the what the author was trying to get across was just that people are trying to move on and, and in my opinion the people that he was talking about were people who uh, read gq and you know um who, who have bots that pick up you know, a hundred pairs of Air Force Ones. You know what I mean? Like it just—it was a different yeah. class of person to me. Yeah, no, that—that's—that's that's pretty much spot on. You—you you know what I mean, though. Like, yes, 
Yeah. Okay. Because even like those fear of God things, like don't get me wrong, like I, I love Jerry Lorenzo. I think he does some really dope shit. But like, even like the ads for that stuff, those look like ads for GQ magazine. Those did not. Yes. They, yeah. They really do. Ever since the uh, he did the the atmosphere thing that that pop up shop, and that was super fucking cool. But then after that, yeah, it's all been like, wow, this is, yeah, this is a high end like fashion house photo shoot. This isn't. This doesn't have shit to do with sneakers or streetwear anymore. And it's, it's, I mean, like, I love his influences. I think he's got a really, I, I listened to an interview with him the other day. I don't remember where it was, but um, he's got a really, he's got a really good outlook on this stuff. And I, I actually, I picked up a pair of those um, Fear God uh, Nike warm up pants. And it, they're super interesting because they, they're like six inches too short. Yeah, they're you like know? capris. Yeah. And I noticed that that's what he was, he was going for. But like, I don't know. It's, I have them, so that should say one thing. But on the other hand, I don't wear them, so I, I don't, I don't know. It's it's interesting where we're at with it all, and you know, I like that New Balance is making a little bit of a, a, a resurgence. But I mean, this this tends to happen. It, it, I've, this is like cyclical, I think. Yeah. But right now, I just I feel like we're at the, the top of this fucking thing where it's just like, when when is overload? And then to, I'm like you know, right there, dude. I'm like right there. Well, and, and, you know, more of the topics you want to talk about today also was that that Travis Scott thing. And, and like, I think that this all kind of carries over to that. You know, I started mm-hmm. writing this big article about the Travis Scott thing. And it's like, to me, I, I feel like it's it's Travis Scott overload. This is overload. This guy, he's got nine or ten massive sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And this is like one guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. What the fuck? I almost feel like he's a victim of of his success in that he's just being shuffled around like this pawn in this massive corporate game. And he doesn't yeah. even okay. So this guy has he has uh sponsorships obviously with Nike, with PlayStation, with McDonald's, with uh Anheuser Busch. He's got all these fucking sponsorships. He's one guy. What do you think his 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 intention was when he started this whole thing? Was it to become a corporate jet setter or was it to be a, a rapper because this guy is is so deep in all of these things and i don't see how any of them really help his quote-unquote art no no i don't either especially like the the fuck you said you said anheuser-busch yeah i forgot that he had that that shitty ass seltzer oh like, i didn't even remember that yeah it when you also say General Mills, right? Because he he, he did those Reese's puffs or whatever the fuck. I mean, but, but I mean, this is like a, this is like a this is like a rapper. This is like a twenty five year old guy. Twenty, I don't know, maybe he's thirty. I don't know, but I don't know all that much about him. I just feel like this guy is spread so thin, and he's been given, he's been all of this responsibility and all of this corporate uh, backing has been thrown upon this guy to the point like it's it's almost this is almost like it's almost silly that it it feels like it's a stick figure holding up the world yeah and it's so fucking ridiculous like i wonder what this dude feels right now like like everyone's blaming him for this thing and you know maybe there's somebody i i don't fucking know but like that thing that i showed you that thing that i posted to did you see that thing i posted today i don't know if it's true but i would not what about about the uh, the refunds and the and the funeral costs and all that for for the victims. 
Yeah, so there, there's this ad that's been going around that says uh, Travis Scott has partnered with Better Health <laughs> to offer um, mental health counseling services or some shit like that. And it, it's like, yeah, I mean, that shit, I, I don't know. Who thought that that was like, like, like a, a, is that is that supposed to come off as genuine? Because I I don't see any I don't see anything genuine about that. I mean I don't know. It no. just felt slimy. It felt like a fucking commercial. Is what it felt like. No, it 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 feels like a pharmaceutical commercial when there's a fucking white family and a bunch of dogs and everybody's super happy, but in the background they're telling you that this pill that you're about to take could kill you. Yes, it feels very manufactured, and to see that picture of his face, you know, that, that it, and then to, to, I don't know, to see what that, that tweet said, I don't know if that tweet was true and I probably shouldn't even post it if I don't know if it's true, but like, to me, that's exactly how it felt on the yeah, back. From what I understand that, that if you accept the refund for your ticket to Astro world, cause he's offering that to everybody, anybody who went, if you accept that, you also waive your ability to litigate against Live Nation or Travis Scott. And the same thing happens if you, like, for example, say you were one of the families that lost a child. If you let Scott pay for your funeral expenses, you're also waiving your right to litigate. That's so, I mean, like. That's, that's slime. It is, but I, I don't even think, like, I mean, I feel like that's not even a decision he would he would make. You know, and no, I don't, I don't think he had shit to do with that. I don't think any regular human being would make that. <laughs> Anybody with half a conscience wouldn't make that that kind of call. That is purely a corporate decision. <laughs> oh yeah, you and you can tell even when they said uh, they said um, partnered with BetterHelp. I'm like, yo, yo, go fuck yourself. This yeah. is not a it's not a time for a partnership. People died. Right. So there we go. We got another fucking another endorsement deal for for Travis right there. On the backswing nine. Yeah, on the backswing of eight fucking people dying at a festival that could, this could have been prevented. Nine. <laughs> oh, sorry, nine. No, that's it's. I mean, I, I don't know if these things. You know, it feels like like Diglas said, like these things just happen, and and I agree, these things do just happen. And when I started writing this on the blog post, I was writing about this, uh, like my history with hip hop shows, and um, when I had my first kid, uh. I went to one or two shows and then I, there was like, a, okay. So the, the 2015, I had my first kid, 2016, I think I went to a run the jewels show in Oakland with my cousins and we were on the upper balcony, first row of the upper balcony. And these guys uh, started fighting right next to us and it turned into this big fucking thing. And, and in my head, I'm like, I'm pretty drunk. I'm pretty high, but I'm just thinking, if, if something happened here and I fell off this fucking balcony, is it worth it for me to die uh, to go to one of these shows? And at that point, I just decided, okay, I don't need to go to these shows anymore. I've seen just about everyone who I wanted to see uh, who's alive. Um, the only two people right. I haven't been able to see who I wanted to see were uh, Tupac and Prince um, and Rage Against the Machine. I always wanted to see Rage. Um, Didn't you have tickets for last year? Yeah, let me get to that one in a minute. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like my cousin, my cousin loves going to hip hop shows and he would always get 
get us into hip hop shows. And um, he he's asked me to go to Riff Raff at the Bunny Ranch in Nevada. And I'm like, no. And then he's asked me to go to DMX here in Reno. And I'm like, no. And then he's asked me to go to this and that. And I just keep saying, no, no, no. And then he says, okay, Jay, I really want to go to a show with you. Tell me one person who you would go to a show with me for. And top of my head, the only person who I would still want to see other than Rage was like Kanye. I never saw Kanye at concert. Sure. Well, actually, I, I did see him as a DJ at a Talib Kweli show in like 2001 or 2002 or something, but that doesn't count. So I said Kanye. That's pretty dope, though. It, it, it was a real small venue, too, So I, and I remember him. Yeah, it was really interesting. But anyway, anyway so he, he says, okay, Kanye. About a month later, he calls me and says, Jay, I got, I got second row tickets uh, to see Kanye, Life of Pablo in Sacramento in, I want to say it was 2019. I said, all right, well, I guess we're going. I said, how much? He said, face. It's face value for fucking second row Kanye, Life of Pablo on that floating stage. I was just like, wow, okay, this is dope. So we went. Um, you know, we made this big plan around it, and we we uh, went. We drank a bunch of beer beforehand, got a hotel, and we get to the venue, brand new venue, Golden One Arena. And my, my idea is, okay, so I'm going to buy a little bit of merch because I know merch goes for a lot of money. And then mm-hmm. we'll go get some beer, and then we'll sit down and, you know, get this fucking shit going get there the merch line is longer than the line it is to get inside the fucking show so i look at the merch line and said okay well i give up on that idea fuck it (laughs) so we go we get our beer and then we go sit down and uh we're just you know we're just hammered having a good time and we're sitting there waiting for the show to start waiting 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 it's getting you know eight nine ten o'clock supposed to already go on didn't go on yet finally he goes the lights go off he comes on comes out does um the same song three fucking times he has Kid Cudi come out for like a half a second, half a song, and then he does the other song like two times. And then he starts going on this rant, this 20-minute rant. And I don't know, you could Google it, the whole fucking show, um, 17 minutes. Goes on this rant about Trump and Beyonce and Jay-Z and all this shit. And then uh, the the platform starts going back towards where it came from. And then uh, he's still ranting. And then he goes, fuck it, show's over. Drops the mic and runs out. <laughs> and now my cousin is lit my cousin's fucking hammered and i'm pretty drunk too but like i look at the situation like okay this dude's lost his damn mind my cousin looks at the situation and goes this is such a crazy show dude he's gonna come back out he's gonna fucking kill it and i'm like no he's gone and we're sitting there we're arguing for 10 15 minutes you know five minutes and then the lights go on and everyone's just standing there completely fucking bewildered and dudes start like fighting with each other about Kanye's intentions. Like dudes, like not far from us. So Justin, my, my cousin and I, we decide we're going to stay, you know, 10 minutes and see if, it, if, if anything happens. But I'm like, yo, this is over, dude. And, uh, and then we see dudes starting to fight and I'm like, okay, there's no fucking way I'm staying here for this motherfucker. So I look at my cousin, I said, dude, I'm out, you know, I'm going. And I just got up and I ran out there and sure enough, you know, he, he bounced, he canceled the rest of the tour that night, you know, but we saw a 16 minute thing and, to me, it was like I saw again why I don't want to go to shows is because people lose their fucking minds at these things. That has, I mean, it has nothing to do with what you're there for. It just, you know, all those people were there for merch. Uh, some people were there, you know, to 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 stunt. Some people are there for whatever fucking reason. But when I saw dudes like legitimately fighting with each other about Kanye West's intentions, I was just like, okay, I cannot be a part of this. 
I cannot be a part of this anymore. <laughs> and that's when I, I bounced. I mean, I haven't gone to a show since then. I mean, I got my my, my Rage tickets because that's, you know, still on my bucket list. And uh, that show's supposedly going to be next June. But like, you know, it, 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 it highlighted the fact to me that these are extremely difficult situations and to hoist all that power up again upon one person to be responsible in that situation it's 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 a very tough ask and to ask this dude to be in charge of you know nike uh playstation anheuser-busch general mills uh mcdonald's and then run his own fucking festivals and shows as well while also having a kid and wife and uh you know a hobby whatever the fuck is you know and, and to still be a musician like how <laughs> It, it it just I don't know, man. It's it's so much to put on one person and to think that that guy would really actually think that um, he's in charge of all that stuff is it's just not it's, it's it's not possible. It's not possible. We always speculated that like you know when it came to Travis Scott and his endorsements that it's more like a hey, do you want to put your name on this? Hey, you want to do this one? Can we do this? Can we put your name on this one? Is that all right with you? Right. I think I think Homeboy doesn't really have so much to do with his success as his partnerships do. I personally don't I don't understand how he got as popular as he is. I don't I don't care for the music and it's not because like I don't like rap or anything. I, I love rap, but it just it doesn't resonate with me. I just I don't understand all of this like drink the Travis fruit punch and I don't I don't get it. Well that's that's kind of the thing, right? Like the like Donald Trump they I saw this big documentary on Donald Trump before he ran for president. And it was about how he's actually like, he's actually like broke. And all he really does is he licenses his name out there to all these real estate groups and all these banks who use his name to sell their, their buildings. And it, I mean, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if, you know, I mean, I, I presume quite a bit of it's true because I do know some really rich people in that, you know, quote unquote, rich people who have less in their bank account than I have in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And it's just, they have the, the, the image that sells right so i mean th there was also a time you know five years ago when, when kanye west reached out to mark zuckerberg and said mark i'm 52 million dollars in debt mm -hmm. right and, and there's some people who are just so big that uh it doesn't matter it, it money doesn't matter it just doesn't it's no longer a medium of exchange their presence is a medium of exchange and whether or not they actually have any money it doesn't even fucking matter right kanye so it doesn't even own a house anymore well, right, but I mean, he's still on like the Forbes, you know, top one hundred, whatever the fuck it is. Exactly. But like, but it's like, uh, what does that money do, right? That, that that money no longer serves that function for that person. And I almost feel like Travis Scott got into that. He fell into that groove as well, and it it, it wasn't even necessarily his his call or his choice. It was just, oh, look, all these people are giving me money. I'm gonna fucking take it. And I'm, I mean, this is a guy who had a. I mean, like, again. Like, I like Travis Scott. I like his music, his old shit. Like, I'm down with, but I, I couldn't pinpoint song names. But he did make a song called Shit On You. And it's I Want to Shit On You. I mean, like, that's the chorus. I want to shit on you. Like, it's, it's so fucking weird. And this guy is the dude being paraded as the champion of video games, the champion of fucking shoes, the champion of beer, the champion of, of cereal. Like, Oh, yeah. We didn't even touch on the Fortnite collab. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's dumb. It's, it feels like... And I, I, again, I don't want to make these massive assertions, but like, it just feels like he's almost a, a shell of who he actually is. And he's just an image, you know, like, I, like, I um, dude, I feel that it's so weird. 
Yeah, it, re- it really does seem like he kind of just, you know, he's he's the poster boy. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen like anything. I don't know how to say this driven, passionate from him. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, you know, it's it exists and he made some stuff and got somehow popular out of it. But like, I don't I don't feel that he has any like connection to his fan base. Like he acts like he does, but I don't think he really cares about it. Well, didn't they make a movie? They made a documentary for him for on Netflix. And it was like all about his connection to his fans. And and, hmm. and I mean, I think it's called I, B- I Believe I Can Fly or something. I look mile on flying or something like that. And Oh, it, right. Yeah. It just felt it was such a weird. It felt like such a weird manufactured thing. And I mean, this is fucking ridiculous that we've been talking about this dude for like 25 minutes right now. You know, but like. And, and, you know, I'm basically making diagnoses and psychoanalyzing this whole thing. But, it, you know, to circle back, like, to, to go along the, 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 the lines of what we started with about how we're feeling burnt out. Like, could you imagine what that dude might be feeling right now as far as burnt out is concerned? Oh, I, I mean, dude, if I was in that position, I, I would be I'd be out, be done. Be like, yo, that was a good run. Thank you, everybody. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pay for these funerals and I'm going to go. But you got to assume. You also got to assume, though, that this guy—he might not even have a choice anymore. Right? Like Kanye, Kanye, Kanye was getting to that point, and that's when he fucking went crazy. And I mean, that's when he like publicly went crazy. And you know, people still, people still clamor for him. But but I think he he has a bit more agency over himself now because he's like 42, 43 years old, and he understands I don't have to do this shit. You know what I mean? Whereas Travis, it just feels like Travis almost he's almost backed himself into a corner with accepting all this stuff that he doesn't have a choice in what he does anymore. I mean, yeah, the, the contracts can't be like that. The, they can't be like simple or anything. They've got to be complicated as fuck and require him to do such and such of this at a certain time. And it's got to be a mess. I'm so curious as to what conversations went on behind closed doors with, you know, people at like McDonald's and Travis Scott. You know, yeah. Like, because wasn't the last time they did something like that with Michael Jordan? Yeah, I don't think they've ever done that with a celebrity. And then after they did it with Travis Scott, they did it with like Jay Balvin or not Bad Bunny or something. One of those two. It was Jay Balvin. Yeah, it was just it was just so weird and out of place. Like I, I just mm-hmm. I did not get that whole thing. Like you know, pictures of Travis Scott in a fucking dirty drive-through. Like <laughs> the fuck. This is what y'all signed up for. Like really? And there was lines. That- <laughs> The fucking long ass lines just to get a fucking it's it dude it's a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce shut up <laughs> i mean people are ripping the the posters off the walls like and selling them yeah i, I could go on fucking ebay right now and buy one so you, could buy, you could buy a mcnugget pit pillow for like 300 dollars too right <laughs> yeah and those those things are disgusting looking all of this to say like th- this seems like the the peak of what it is that we're complaining about it's just this inundation of corporate sponsorships and messaging and consumption and more and more and more and sell, sell, sell and mm-hmm. be a part of this market that, that, I mean, you know, they want to, they want to connect it to the the connection that people supposedly uh, feel with, uh, you know, Travis Scott. Whereas a lot of it, it really feels like, it really feels like manufactured and it feels well, corporatized and it feels not real. 
there's so many like collabs at this point from anybody and everybody that I don't, I don't even feel hype anymore. Like that shit's completely burnt out. It's gone. And I, I look forward to the non collab releases, like, like a regular Nike shoe. It doesn't have to be with Travis Scott and fragment and this one and that one. And it's a 19 way collaboration and it's $80,000. I just want like a regular Nike. Well, are they so then I guess the question is are they even marketing marketing to people like us anymore? Or are they just marketing to people who uh, are still losing their damn minds over fucking cereal boxes? It's that it's the latter. It's definitely not uh, you know, they're not this industry is not for us anymore. It, d- definitely not. I wonder I wonder how long they could push on the people that they're making it for. This makes me think of my students you know, a couple of years ago when that Travis fucking Reese's thing dropped, it was funny because a couple of my students came up to me after class. They're like, yo, Mr. Platt, you want some, uh, you want me to bring you some cereal boxes? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, why no, not? Thanks. The reselling. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't need no fucking Reese's puff cereal, dude. And they were like, like they overbought. Yeah. My buddy can't give them away now. He's got hundreds of boxes. I mean, no one wants to eat that. I mean, I don't want to eat that shit. You know, maybe someone does want to eat it, but it's like, it, it was such a, I mean, Michael Jordan had his, his Wheaties boxes, of course, you know, and that was a thing, but it was like, it was like a, I don't know. That's a sports cereal. Like you, I don't know. I didn't even know that I could say those two words together, but that is a sports cereal. It, it, it Wheaties have always been marketed towards athletes and, you know, people that want to, you know, eat your Wheaties, do your best, blah, blah, blah. So it, it made sense for them to put, Michael Jordan, Andre Agassi, like all those kind of people on the boxes because they're fucking incredible athletes. But to put dick-ass yelling rapper on the box, like who cares? But I mean, obviously, I mean, people, people, they cared. People care. You know, they bought them. I mean, and that's, that's the weirdest thing of this whole thing. Like, like would people have bought those if this marketing machine wasn't so massive and, and comprehensive? Like, like, can you think of like, is there a certain, is there any area in which Travis Scott has not infiltrated? Right. I mean, I guess vehicles, I guess he hasn't been marketing any vehicles yet. Right. Well, not directly. No, but like he did the whole, there was a whole capsule of like cactus Jack racing stuff. <laughs> it's like, it's right there. It's just, you're touching the cars, but you're not in them yet. We got, yes. we got food. We got drink. We got apparel. We have fucking pillows. We got toys. We got video games. Uh, we've got we've counseling, got alcohol. We've got mental health counseling. Yeah. What, what? I mean, I guess home goods. Maybe no home goods are there. What about? Oh, you, I about said got the pillows and shit. Pillows? Yeah. There's no. What about construction? There's no construction yet. <laughs> yeah. But no. We got no no construction, and there's no uh, cactus jack hospitals. <laughs> Not you yet. Have- Go into that fucking hospital. It would be a fucking shit show. <laughs> this poor guy, man. We're gonna sound like a couple of fucking old boomers on this talking about this, but to me, it's just like it's. I don't know if anyone, if there's been anyone uh, before, and and especially with all of this, you know, with the access to to social media and hype culture and all this stuff, it just it feels like it's 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 hit it's hitting a peak, and at some point like what's gonna level shit out 
because I can guarantee they're still fucking, I mean, if better health is looking to partner with Travis Scott and they successfully partnered with Travis Scott, what, what's next? Who's going to partner with Travis Scott next? Right. Um, um, Boeing. <laughs> It'll be a fucking plane. You'll get your cactus Jack. Uh, 747 <laughs> with the uh that comes in olive green and um brown cactus brown yeah yep yep so. it comes in fucking shit ass brown and a, a pretty okay olive green oh my god dude yeah this is weird it's so weird and it's weird that that this is like the topic of conversation but it's also like it's a, it's it's a it, it feels like it's a symptom of a much bigger problem that, yes. um, you know, I think they might, you know, in 20 years, they might be writing case studies about this dude because of how, I mean, just how fucking massive this dude has become. I mean, it, yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't get how anybody like really ends up that big. Like he, he's the now equivalent of like fucking the Rolling Stones in the seventies, eighties. Well, kind of, but I mean, the Rolling Stones weren't corporatized, were they? I mean, well, who, who were they? No, no they weren't. That's why it's like the Beatles. Like, but there's no precedent for this, really. I mean, Kanye, like once again, I think Kanye could have been considered a precedent, but he he walked away from it. And I mean, if you go a few years before that, you could even almost say Dave Chappelle, right? I mean, he this dude just walked away. He said, "Fuck this shit, y'all are using me," right? And Kanye yeah. kind of said the same shit, and 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 is this going to happen with Travis Scott? I don't know. It definitely doesn't seem like it, but how could anyone, I mean, I hope he's getting some fucking counseling from better health. You know, like <laughs> it just, this is like so wild. And to think that, you know, people are blaming him for all this stuff. And it's like, dude, this guy is being used. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, this whole Astro world thing, like it's not directly Travis Scott's fault. It has well, how- a lot of moving parts. Yeah, how could it be? How could this be you know, any one person's fault? No, no. And I, I heard some like shit from from like an ER nurse that was there and they like had no medical supplies apparently. They had one stretcher and like one ambu bag and nothing else. That's so yeah. I you saw some of the videos of people crashing the gates and like mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you what can anyone do in that situation? I mean I, what, I, to put up that apology video, like he did rubbing the shit out of his head like he was actually upset about it. Well, I'd, people say that that looked transparent. I mean, it did look transparent. I mean, like, like I feel like I keep on saying that. this is so weird. I, I, I don't want to talk about this too much longer because I feel so weird talking about it. But like he, he feel it, it just feels like dude sold his soul and and he doesn't know how to get it back. And I don't, I don't blame him. I don't, you know, think he should feel any sort of way necessarily. But like, it really feels like this dude is just a pawn in a much bigger fucking much bigger scheme and dude I, I agree with you and i think this is the perfect time to talk about something incredibly different okay good we're going to talk about sketchers sketchers it, uh you posted a couple days ago a speculative question to to your followers hey if uh sketchers came to you or your brand for a collab are you going to take it mm-hmm. so uh what do you, uh, would you would you take it I don't, it's, it's, it's a tough question. A lot of layers. And I yes. think, you know, like, I, I think that like Salehi, you know, that dude Salehi Bembry, I think his name is, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Salehi. I don't either, but I know exactly who you're talking about. So this dude, I think he's now creative director of, uh, or he was creative director of 
Gucci maybe or something like that. One of these big ass fashion houses. And I didn't know this, but my dude told me that he actually got to start out at Payless Shoes. Wow. So that was the first stepping stone um, to his, 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 you know, this dude can, this could, can turn almost anything into, into a hit. Right. And, and that's fucking dope. Like, I, I think that that's, uh, there's a handful of people I know who I really feel like can do that kind of stuff. They could just turn anything into something cool. And he's one of those guys. Yes. And so, you know, he probably, the, the, the justification in his head was, okay, this is, I'm going to use this to get what I want out of it. And then I'm going to move on. You know, I, I understand that there can definitely be some argument against um, accepting corporate sponsorship or accepting corporate partnerships or deals or whatever but i guess at the end of the day what really matters is what your goal is yes right like if your goal is to be you know the head of a, a major fashion house uh you have to ask yourself if if this is a way that it can help you get there right so so if if i mean i don't consider myself a sneaker designer i wouldn't really even want to be a sneaker designer um I don't, I don't even necessarily know what it is that I, I, I do <laughs> in this space. <laughs> right. But like, if a major brand were to ask me, I mean, I would think, you know, e even a, a brand like that, I would, I would have to ask the question, like how much control do I actually have over what gets released? Like if they said to me, Hey, you got to um, look at our, our flyknit model. And I want you to, to do your version of that flyknit model. I might have to second guess that question. <laughs> You know, but if they said something yeah. like, I want you to design us a whole new model, I think that that's a different question. Yeah, it really does depend what, what the brand actually wants out of you as a collaborator. Well, and the funny thing is you've got like, there's like, there's, there's levels of cool to this, right? So Gary V, uh, I know a lot of people hate Gary V and I'm kind of ambivalent about the guy, but I do think he brings up a lot of good, um, a lot of good information. And they asked him on full size run about his K-Swiss collaboration. He did a, a collaboration with K-Swiss and they were kind of poking fun at it. Like, ha you did a collaboration with K-Swiss. And he's like, yeah, that was my choice. And they're like, well, what if Nike came to you? He's like, I would say no. And they said, why the fuck would you say no to Nike? He said, because I would get no credit for it. Everything that I did for K-Swiss, I get all of the credit for it. I'm the one who did it. I'm the one who designed it. I'm the one who brought this idea. Like, this is me. If I did it, to, if I did it at Nike, Nike would get all the credit and I would get none. And he said, I want people to know that this is me. And now K-Swiss is, I mean, for the uninitiated, K-Swiss was really fucking cool, you know, mid nineties, late nineties, but they really fell the fuck off after that. But it, it, it was an interesting take on a, on a sneakerhead dilemma, right? I mean, do you go with cool or do you go with doing your own thing? Right. And, 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 Saucony, a few years back, Saucony reached out to a bunch of kind of, I don't want to say mid-level influencers, but they reached out to a bunch of influencers, um, guys with like, I don't know, 50 to 100,000 followers, stuff like that. And um, they gave them all collaborations. And their collaborations weren't anything major. It was just take one of our existing models, I think maybe one or two different models, and give us your color palette for them. And then they mm. did and they released them under their name. So I know that this dude, there's this guy in the Bay Area, his name's Sneakerhead in the Bay. He did he did one. I want to say Fomer Simpson did one as well. Um, there's a handful of people who did 
collabs with Saucony, but I thought that that was pretty cool. Just the idea of giving them their own colorway, which they released, I don't know, a few thousand pairs of. But I don't feel like that was anything that launched anybody's career as a designer. I didn't even hear about it. Yeah, that was just, it was just a fun project. I mean, honestly, and the reason I probably heard about it is just because I, I, I kind of, I have friends who know that guy, Sneakerhead in the Bay. Um, right. Originators, that's what it's called, Saucony Originators. And okay. there's a hand for, handful of them, oh, they're dropped too. There we go, 2016. Um, uh, take a look at it though, Saucony Originators. And it's, it's just an interesting idea. Um, and I thought that, that was cool, but none of these dudes became like big sneaker <laughs> designers after this. So, I mean, if you're like me, I don't know what they would come to me for. I have no idea what they would come to me for. If they did, I would definitely have to, uh, you know, figure out what that's for. I mean, I get a lot of emails and messages every couple of days from people trying to get me to, to promote their products. And none of it has any overlap, in my opinion. So I don't know if they're just blasting that shit out to people with X amount of followers or, or, or what. But, like, it just it has to make sense, in my mm -hmm. opinion, right? And, and Saucony, if I was a, a budding shoe designer, I would probably take uh, – a collaboration with Saucony. Yeah, oh yeah. As far as the Skechers thing goes, like, say, yeah, say, say I get hit up by Skechers to do, like, hey, let's do a shoe collab. Like, okay, cool. You know, like, just like you said, my first question is, well, what are, you, what are you expecting out of me? What do you want out of me? Because if I can't go the Gary V route, if I can't get the credit for what I work very fucking hard on, I am definitely not interested. Because I'm not, I'm not here for money. I don't make stuff to make money. I just like to make things. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, if they come at me and they say, hey, do whatever you want. Yeah, oh, I'm taking that Skechers collab right away. You know it. Because I'm going to make the Skechers cool. It's not that Skechers inherently, it's not that the branding inherently makes it a shit shoe. You know, so we got to look at Crocs. We have to mention Crocs with this because they're up like 100% in sales over the last two years. Yeah. yeah. Fucking insanity. So these shoes used to be shat on like yo you didn't you didn't see sneaker heads and fucking crocs yeah that was that was not a thing like those were what i what i begrudgingly had to wear in the kitchen like i hated that yeah but now people line the fuck up for crocs like post malone collab stupid ass like oh look you put charms in your crocs now because these are pandora bracelets like i just I, this past Christmas, I, I went, I walked into a mall, I had to pick something up. Um, and I walked by Crocs, and I saw all these people lined up. And I I, I had no idea what was going on. Like, it, that was the first time I, I, I saw this. And I was just so shocked. Like, what? Like Crocs? What the fuck are these people waiting for? Yeah, uh, I, I still don't get it. Um, I, I'm gonna admit something really that I shouldn't. But uh, I've been considering buying a pair um, Dude. because <laughs> I'm just old and shit. No, just, just something for comfortable for around the house. But I mean, like, I, yeah, I, feel I, I don't, I don't know what happened or how that happened or when that shift occurred, but yes, yeah, something happened. I, I think you're right that I want to say there was a, maybe I'm wrong, but was there a Bieber collabor collaboration too? Or was it? I believe it was just posty. I heard about that post on a while back and I was like, there's no way that shit's going to sell out. And sure enough, it did. immediately. I, 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 and I don't, I don't know. This is how, you know, you're talking to a person my age is like, I, 
I don't. I also don't fully understand the allure of. I don't either. Post Malone or even like uh, rapper sponsored products. I get. I, I don't totally understand it. Like when I was a kid, I remember Snoop Dogg, um, Tupac, Method Man. Uh, there was a. They they did this thing called the Saint Ides tape. Do you know what the Saint Ides tape is? No. Okay, so I'm gonna look this up real quick. But the Saint Ides original mixtape. Um, there was a, a malt liquor um, called Saint Ides. I think it's still around. But uh, they released like a nine track tape that had uh, a Tupac rap about um, Saint Ides, and they had one that had uh, Ice Cube. And Wu Tang, and they had there was like nine tr- tracks on a demo that came with um, beer if you could buy it in 1991 or 1995 or something like that. Right here it is, 1994. St. Ives promo tape. Now, now this, I mean, just to take you back, this is 25 years ago. This was by far the first time I ever saw rappers um, backing a product. I mean, like. To think of where things came from, from the only thing, the only companies that would let rappers represent their products were fucking malt liquor (laughs) up to now when you've got cereal companies and, uh, you know, Gap and uh, Tiffany's. I don't know if you saw Jay-Z is repping Tiffany's now. I mean, I know that is fucking fascinating to see how much. Uh, hip hop has has infiltrated corporate, you know, corporate corporate culture. That yeah, says, I mean, with with hip hop dethroning rock and roll, essentially, you know, you 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 had to do that culturally. So all these companies, I think, wanted to to hit the cultural mark there. Well, and I think also when you're talking about rock and roll too, I mean, hip hop has outlasted rock and roll at this point. Oh yeah, I mean, they've been at the top. Hip hop has been at the top of the charts for a good thirty years now, twenty five years, which mm-hmm. is, I mean, like I think rock was only at the top of the charts for. I don't know, 15, 20 years or something like that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of fascinating what hip hop has been able to, you know, what it's managed to do. But to, you know, bring that back to to, to the post Malone thing, I mean, it does this all fall on corporate marketing? Is that is that what all of this is about? Corporate marketing? I mean, like again, we've talked about this with Nike before about how Nike has the hire fucking psychologists to determine what the most effective marketing techniques are. I was literally just thinking about that. Yep. So we got, I mean, is that, did, did people necessarily get brainwashed into Crocs to liking Crocs? I mean, it's not, it's not that far-fetched. No, not at all. I just, I just, it, it bypassed me. I just didn't, I just kind of noticed, well, Zach, a uh, sneaker law firm posted something about it the other day. That's how I got those stats Yeah. and you know, how Crocs really went from kind of the, the dark horse, the black sheep, whatever the fuck you want to call it in the sneakerhead area. And, and now people are freaking the fuck out. Like, let me get them new Crocs. Well, you were just talking about a. Uh, Brandbury or whatever the fuck his name was, um, he just released a, a Croc collab. Well, well, and if you, I mean, if you take it even a little bit further, right? Those Crocs are made. It's basically a one-piece EVA, EVA sole. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, that's what Kanye just did with the Yeezy Foam Runner. That's Fear of God what, did it. Fear of God did it with theirs. The Yeezy Slide, same thing. I mean, like, I, this is. I don't think that this is. Um, this is really catching on. Right. And it's going to go from from brand to brand. I mean, you better be 
you better fucking believe Nike's going to come up with something that has to do with some kind of foam technique, just, just one piece foam, you know, 3d printed, whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, this is, this is <laughs> it's so interesting. All of this is just so interesting. Well, yeah, where, where the, uh, where all of this is going is, is very potentially super awesome, but it's also, you know, most likely due to, you know, how fucking capitalism is. It's going to yeah. be a shit show. It's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to be good products. It's not going to be good stuff. You got to think about all these companies, like, like imagine Nike decided to do, they did EVA, EVA versions of all of their fucking shoes, man. I mean, like they, they did that with Flyknits, right? They did Flyknits yep. on fucking Air Force Ones. They did Flyknits on, uh, Air Maxes. I mean, they did fly yeah. Jordans, like fly oh, dunks. They did all of it. Yeah. Now, now, now the, the amount of processing that actually goes into the shoes, like this is a one piece. There's no construction required. It's one piece. It's 3d printed or it's 3d in, uh, or it's injection molded, whatever the fuck it is. I mean, like it is, is it, is it sustained? Is it, I mean, I don't know if this is even environmentally friendly. It might be, it might be more envir- environmentally friendly than, than creating real shoes. Like, I mean, Crocs, <laughs> Crocs, I mean, they likely started this, right? Yeah, yeah realistically, because you want to look at the construction of a Croc. That's what it is. It's a fucking foam shoe. It's a foam clog. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. The Danes were like, hey, these are great. Put them on your feet. Who said that? The Danes, the Danish people, Danish oh, clogs. Are those the ones who, those the ones who, uh, who, who invented it? Is the Crocs a Danish brand? Well, they originated the clog. Okay. And right. you know, without the origination of the clog, there wouldn't be Crocs. Is that Dane? That's maybe that's it's Welsh. I thought it was. I thought it was a uh, Dutch. Dutch. Maybe wooden, it is. Let's find out. Dutch wooden shoes. I got so much click. Oh my! Ew, oh no! Balenciaga Croc collab. No, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Why did I do this to myself? I have to look at that Balenciaga crop. Ooh, they have heel. It's uh. That's see. That's no. Nope, remind me of the those fucking horrid ass dunk pumps that you posted like mm-hmm. three four months ago. Those uh, what was it? Those were uh, come come to garçon, come to garçon. No, I think those were just uh the super fugazi pair, but they did have the um. Oh, I know which. Yeah, those those um the ones with the boxing shoe over them. Uh huh. That's fucked. They literally just—it's like they just tore the, the fucking thing open and slid it over another shoe. Yeah, it, this is interesting. Yeah, this Balenciaga Croc is six hundred and twenty-five dollars. Yeah, yeah, some interesting stuff. I mean, I, maybe in ten years, this is going to be this is going to be the thing. I mean, especially with sustainability in mind. Like, I hate to say, it, but I mean, maybe this is the way things go. I mean, it seems like it'd be easier to recycle, easier to recycle if it is recyclable. Well, yeah, and you got you got um, what's his name? Uh, Heron Preston. Heron Preston is doing a, uh, he's released a three D printed shoe with a, a company called Zellerfeld. Okay. And it first of all, they're fucking sick. They're like really cool shoes, um, and they're all one piece. They're all just printed, just like I I print shit at home. Zellerfeld, Heron Preston. Okay. Um, and, and I know they, my dude, my dude uh, D. Um, he also did uh, a foam, like a foam slip on too. Sure. Yeah, this is this is pretty. Um, oh yeah, I think I've seen this before. Interesting texture. Yeah, super interesting. There's a lot going on. I like that he did them in bright orange. I mean, I'd rather wear these to a corporate job than wear fucking hard bottoms, really. Right? They're pretty slick. 
Yeah. Uh, anyway. All right. So, um, yeah, Crocs, Crocs collab. I mean, it seems Crocs collab would be fucking money at this point. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think it really matters who you are so long as you either put charms on them or change the shape just a little bit. Right. Or, yeah. I saw a couple. There's a couple good looking pairs on sneakers and stuff for like 25 bucks. And that's why I was considering it. I wouldn't, I don't think I'll pay more than that. But there is one Croc collab that I would wear and I forget what it was. Um, but it was the one that was like, it looked like a fishing vest almost. Like it had like some pockets and like a little bit of mesh and like a zipper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was on there. That was on sneakers and stuff as well. I saw that one. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would wear those and no other fucking Crocs. Which ones are th those are uh, beams beams Japan. There you go. Yep. Those were dope. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good pairs on there. Anyway. Okay. Do we have anything else on the uh, agenda today? Not unless you want to do a, uh, add anything or promo. Um, no, I think we're going to do what we're, we're going to do one more episode before end of season one. Is that it? Yep, yep. So so to everybody paying attention, we are going to do one more episode next week. Hopefully we'll have somebody nice and interesting come on. But yes, we'll be cutting season one and then we'll come back with a revamped season two with maybe a little bit more a little bit more uh, goals and aims. Aims, goals, maybe a little bit more structure as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that we can start getting into a you know, more of the stuff that you and I really do enjoy talking about, you know, the, the whys and hows and theories and, and speculation. We, I, I think we really vibe on that stuff. So I want to yeah. go a little more towards that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we'll probably take a two, maybe two week, maybe a, a month break before b between episodes, but um, yeah. So that's about it right now. Yep. So everybody just stay tuned for, uh, for season two coming through after this, one last episode we really appreciate you tuning in everybody that shares likes comments all that shit if you subscribe to the sub stack if you follow my my business page or you follow savant or any of that we appreciate every little bit of it and we'll be back with even more content for you uh in a few weeks as always guys thank you stay safe